Well, hello, and welcome back to Pathways with me, your host, Todd Allen Baker. As you can see, um, I'm still on the Christmas COVID. Um, so we're just doing this out of the home for the next couple of ones. Um, so I have time to do these. So I've been calling people and they've been more than gracious to come on. And I'm more excited to have this guest on today. She's such a longtime friend and such um I met her in 1991. She was my stage manager. And so this is like a first, like a stage manager, backstage crew, coordinator, director, and all the things that she does. She she just wears many hats. And so I'm excited for her to tell you her adventure um, in theater. She has a legacy in theater, her, her mom, her dad. Um, so there's just like a legacy there. She is one of the most kind hardest people I've ever met she just has a heart of gold um and that's why we've always stayed friends like since 91 we kind of ran into each other like last year at a competition like briefly um but she does so much for so many people and is such a giving soul that i am so excited to have her on and i would like to welcome miss tiffany ball welcome tiffany hi todd how are you good to see you thanks for good having to see me you good to see you uh well, it's just great to have you on here and it's great to always see your face. Um, we'll just start how it starts. And I kind of said you already had a legacy in the theater industry, but why don't you tell us how you got started? Um, well, I didn't start really doing, well, I should not say that. My mom and uh, was an actress um, and has been an actress my whole life. Um, and my dad was also an actor and a director. Um, he taught English and theater in high school. So I've been around it since I was a little bitty girl. Um, I got actively involved in it probably in high school, really. Um, as a freshman, we did Roar the Grease Paint, Smell the Crowd. Um, and I was in the cast and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but as I grew up, as I went, when I went into college, um, somebody said, you're super organized. You should be a stage manager. And I was like, what does that mean? I had no idea what that meant. So I was like, okay, so I kept, I'll try it. And so I mentored under a, a, a very dear person. Um, and she taught me the role of the stage manager, um, the role that is kind of the conduit of the theater, really. It's the glue, really. It really is. It's kind of like the hub for all of the different things, right? because the stage manager has to be able to have a conversation with the producers and the designers and the actors and the company management people and all those people. Um, and I found that I really enjoyed that. Um, a lot of people say that I have a lot of power um, when I stage manage, And I, I don't really like to call it power. I just like to call it um, goodwill um, to help people do what's best for the production. Um, so I started doing those things. Um, and then, you know, then I started doing other things and um, I did some company management uh, and I did, I stage managed in Texas and I did some stage managing on tour. I did some stage managing on a cruise ship, which was super fun. I didn't know you did a cruise ship. What long? Yeah, a, a celebrity. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was a production manager, so they were putting up a new show on the ship. And so oh, I that's even more, that's like even a tougher job than a stage manager. Yeah. So that I had to know all the pieces and parts for that. So because right, when um, you're so let's let's kind of delve into that. Let's dive in. So the difference between a stage manager and the difference between a production manager, because we've had a lot of actors, dancers, singers, some voiceovers, um, some things on. So you're our first. Wow. Yeah. I feel so special. <laughs> um, well, you're the queen. So why not? <laughs> um, but guide us through that because there's a difference. And since we're trying to educate people on what the roles of this business is, then what is the difference between a stage manager, their duty, and a production manager? What's their duty? So um, a production manager kind of 
does exactly what those words say. So a production manager is kind of manages all of the different aspects that go into producing a production. Um, it's more about the overall uh, vision of the show, of the production, whatever that might be, whether it be a review or a full on Broadway show, any of those kinds of things. Um, so a production manager is um, kind of an overseer. Okay. Um, a stage manager, on the other hand, has to be able to have conversations with all of the people, um, all the people involved, uh, including, uh, uh, I should go back, the production manager also does not really have conversations with the people. They're he, more for the overall picture. The overall vision of the picture, right? Yes. Yeah. The stage manager also has to be able to do those things, but then also has to be able to speak to the designers and the actors and the orchestra and the crew and all the people the that lights, are actually, the sound, the sound that all of those people. Have you're to kind of the orchestrator backstage, like exactly. you're, you're the you're the you're you're what makes everything work. You're running the cues. You're like making sure the lights are there. You're making sure the orchestra. You know, if the mics are working, you know, like, for sure, is and that kind of where I'm going with this? Yeah, for sure. So everything kind of falls on the stage manager. So it, it's ultimately the stage manager's responsibility to be able to answer any question that anybody has. Um, and so it's my role, the stage manager's role to say, yes, you can do that. No, you can't do that. No, you need to move three steps over that way, you need to move three steps upstage, three steps down, whatever it is, um, so that everybody's in the right place when they're supposed to be there. Right. Um, and so that would also include, you'd have to work side by side, say it was a different show with like a dance captain. And sure. if you had to have swings or someone was sick or out of the show, you'd have to kind of help organize that as well. Right. Right. For sure. So you, so I, that, exactly. So I would, I always have to know what every person is supposed to be doing. So it's my role or an assistance role. So like if I'm in the production stage manager, then I have assistants that are called stage managers under me that, right. that manage some of those things as well. Um, so the, um, so, you know, I have to know where everybody's supposed to be standing or dancing or moving. And then I would work with the dance captain or the fight choreographer or, or any of those kinds of people to make sure that if a swing had to go into a show, that then they could work with them directly um, and maybe fill in for other actors that can't be at a, you know, a fight call or be at a um, swing rehearsal or any of those kinds of things. So it's a, it's a pretty giant role to be the stage manager. Right. And I would, I would also say it's a thing. I hope the dogs do well. Yesterday we didn't have a barking incident with three of them, but you never know. So they're all here. It's not like I'm in the quiet. They're all like napping. So we'll hope we just stay this way. They're by my feet. So we'll just hope that continues today. Um, <laughs> you have dogs. We have, we have the golden and the two labs. So you're, you're yeah. Um, and you have golden. So I do. I do. And so I would also say what an interesting role because you kind of have to know singing. You got to know a little bit of music. You got to know a little bit of lights. You got to know kind of how to run a soundboard, mic checks. So it's kind of like you're dabbling in everything that's going on. Like you're in charge of the stage crew if there's a lift or props a props manager or dressers, you kind of have your hands in a lot of pies there. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, but it's a fine craft. That's why I think it's important. And I don't think people realize that the knowledge that you have to have, it's not like you just read a sheet and go, go. Right, exactly. Like, and it's interesting that you say that because, you know, so often uh, I do this work and I've been doing this work for so long that it just kind of comes natural to me. Right. Um, and I, I mean, I think, I think, you know, that you were just like, that was one of your first professional or second professional gigs when you were with us, right? Right, for sure. And so, you know, it it's all... It, 
but at this point in my life and in my career and in my world, it's just second nature to me. But recently in the last like three or four years, I've had a person that has become interested in stage management. Um, and so she said, will you help me be a stage manager? And I was like, well, sure. And so it was interesting to have to go back through and help her and relearn for myself what I already know, but in, in a way to teach her how to be, how to do the work that I do, right? So I had to figure out, oh, wait, right? I, I have to know how to turn the lights on. I have to know how to turn on the soundboard. I have to know how to do all those things. I have to know how to sew on a button. I have to know how to, you know, put a microphone on somebody, you know, all those things. So it's fascinating. And I, I attribute my college education to that. Cause when I was at, I went to the university of Southern Indiana at the time. Oh, yeah, Cause I've come down and visit you. Right. Right. Um, it was a very small school at the time. Um, now it's a very well, well-known theater program. But when I was there, there were maybe 15 kids in the program. And so we, it was our role to be a part of all the different parts. Right. So we had to build our own costumes, build our own sets, build or put the lights up, do all the things. So I attribute Which, my college to knowing yeah. how to do some of those things. And sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I think we're how Tiffany and I met, and I didn't say where we met. Um, I got like my beginnings at a small um, professional summer stock where we did four shows which now that I think about it is like super tough what we did. Insane. We did four shows outside under a circus tent. Um, and I did that for many years as a community thing. And then I went on a couple of years to do it as a um, professional, as one of the company actors. And so that would fit in good because even as actors and you as a stage manager, we had to help put up lights, help put up the soundboard and help do all this. And and now that I think about it, because I was thinking about your summer stock career, and summer stock's not huge as much as it used to be, but what a machine that was. So, I mean, just thinking about you had three months to do four shows. And so you would rehearse all day. You might be rehearsing two shows at one time and then performing one show at night. It was insane. I mean, if you think about it, it's insane. Like and we were I'm, much younger oh, then. No, right? I mean, I'm <laughs> used to doing. I'm used to doing four shows when I got older. Doing four shows out in the Nashville heat, or in the Florida at Bush Gardens, or you know, when you do ships, you do two, or you're doing on tour or Broadway, you do two a matinee and an evening. That's fine, but getting up and rehearsing all day and it's not like you know you might be there all day for like eight hours you might have call and then that night you go home and you might have been in rehearsal from nine to twelve for let's say cinderella and then from like 12 to 3 you had you know jesus christ superstar and then at night you're performing hello dolly I right mean, think about the insaneness that just doesn't happen anymore and i I'm, I'm kind of grateful for that gift that I had that, you know, stacked resume of shows to do. And I mean, I think that goes back to what you're saying in college. We didn't have all this stuff. So we had to learn bits and pieces of that. For sure. And, you know, it like to think back to that, like the fact that we were doing literally three, at least three shows at a time. Right without and we would be at dana and then we would be in the tent doing stage rehearsals and then we'd go and we all change our clothes and then we would come in back and do a show that night and have a full house of people a full tent of people yeah. it was insane um and i you know i have kids I, I i have my own kids but then i have kids that like i call my kids right. that aren't my kids um that have done summer stock um and they maybe do two shows in rep yeah that's but, it but they never do like, and they they complain because they have to rehearse all day, and then they on one show, and then they have to go to a show. And I'm like, you have no idea what what it what it has been in the past, right? Because I think most summer stocks only do two shows anymore, right? Right. And back back in the day, grandpa age here, back right. in the day, every summer stock really did three or four 
shows. I think oh. the only person that does this many shows still is like the Muni. And right. Louis. But they are, they have different, they don't have the same cast for each no. show. No. So, I mean, you know, they have a cast that's rehearsing one show and a, and a cast that's doing another show. Whereas, you know, like at, at, at Young and Blinken, like we did, two or three shows right like we did two we always started with young a blinken when i was in young young a blinken was the first um year that they did started doing two because we did big river because i did right. river at nettle creek players and then we did the big version and now here's the kicker on this on this since it was outdoor theater listen to this audience since it was outdoor theater for a maybe a 10 day tech rehearsal since this theater was outside. So it's um, Lincoln Amphitheater. It seats about 1300. It's like huge. It's like 50 yards huge. It's an amazing, amazing theater. But since you're going to do a show at night and you couldn't shut down the show, we would literally do a show from eight o'clock to 10, 1030, let the audience leave. They would feed us and then our tech rehearsal started at midnight and our went to five in the morning. Yep, it did. That was our tech rehearsal for 10 days. You Terrible. were there for 12 hours and you rehearsed midnight to five because you had to set the lights in the dark. In the dark. And you couldn't do it. And we performed in the rain and yep. like all the things. Like, and there was all the things. It was crazy, just and crazy. A raccoon would run across the stage, or maybe a, a bat, bat would fly through. Yeah, or... who knows? Who knows? Crazy. That theater, that amphitheater is still active. It's yeah. not, it's a and it's a wonderful space. It's a venue that is a fantastic venue. That the props, the sets, the fire pits. I mean, that was like Broadway quality outside before there was Broadway quality. It was an amazing stage, and it was concrete. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little Not bit. so fun to dance on. Not as much, no. They right. did get us the pads later on that we were totally fine with, but it was yeah. the best. Yeah. But yeah. Let's get back into, okay, so you have all these venues. You've toured, you've Broadway, you've shipped, you've staged, you've high schooled. So what is the difference between stage management when you're doing a ship, stage management if you're doing a tour, or... Let's segue, like if you're just on an on-land civic theater or a stationary college theater or professional theater on land, because it's kind of all different because you have to go on tour to a different venue. Right. Ship, you're there, but it's different. Right. And on a ship, if you're probably stage manager, you're probably helping with the guest acts and all that stuff. So you have to know right. that. Um, and then you'll have your regular theater where you're at home. So and my theme work is different too. One? Pardon? Theme park is different too. Oh yeah. And theme parks. Yeah, of course. So we add that in there. So how would you set, you know, separate all those because it's not the same. It's so not, how would you handle each venue? It, it It's not the same, but it, it has the same, some of it has some of the same aspects, right? So um, you have to have all the same, you have to be able to do all the same things, but like when you're on tour, you, you, you're supposed to get a spec sheet of where you're going, right? And you hope that that spec sheet is right. Now, can you say what a spec sheet is for? Oh, I'm sorry. So it's got where- In layman terms, what's a spec No, I totally get it. So it, it's like, what what's all in the space? Where, how many- uh, You basically get a blueprint of the theater. Of the theater, right. And where all the spaces are and how many dressing rooms there are and all those things. And, you know, when you're on tour, you have to assign dressing rooms. You have to assign- production staff rooms, you have to have um, a place for the costume people to go, a, cost, a place for all those people to go too. And that's right? your responsibility, right? Right, so that's that's on me. So already, already before you get there. Right, before I ever get, before I ever stepped into foot into a building, I had to know where everybody was gonna go so that when they got there, I could already have the signs up for them so that they could go to those spaces. So, you know, that that's the that's a big thing right there, right? Yeah. The, the more you know, shooting star. Right, right, for sure. Um, but then, you know, then you get to the space and you hope that all the stuff was correct. But if the stuff isn't correct, then you have to kind of drop back and kind of punt a little bit and right. 
talk to the designers because the designers do all their work for that tour based on what they have gotten from the theater. And if the stuff isn't right, then they have to adjust what they're doing. So you have to have a conversation with the designers. And then you have to, as the stage manager, I have to make sure that all of the, all the changes are made so that it's safe for the actors and the, you know, all the other people that are involved. So it being on tour is a very different beast. Yeah. Um, it, it's just like, uh, well, for performers too, cause you don't know what you're walking into. Well, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, because sometimes when you're on tour and people don't know this, like there are spaces that are beautiful, but they might not have a fly rigging that you can fly people or it might be deep but it's not wide. So you can't put your full set on there. Right. Or you might be dancing and like, there's not enough room. So you're dancing in the wing. Like you don't know what you're walking into. Right. And nobody does, you know, um, friend of mine, uh, he was the associate designer for Phantom of the Opera on Broadway and he did all the tour design for that show. Um, and so he said, I've got like six different sets for Phantom based on the size of the space, because, you know, I never knew what I was going to, I mean, I should know, but basically I had to like design things for different size spaces because you just don't know. Um, you know, so it's just, it's always, it's, you know, that the idea of, you know, and then I did children, a children's theater tour. Um, and that was going into schools, like into elementary schools. So, you know, are you on a cafetorium, which is like a cafeteria and an auditorium with a stage? Are you in an auditorium that just is just a stage? You know, all those things. So you have those are that's another whole thing that you have to kind of and you carry your set in the back of your your 15 passenger cargo truck and, you know, you schlep it out all by yourself and you set it up and whatever. Um, so, you know, it, it's just a touring in general is just a different kind of thing for everybody that's involved. Right. Right. Um, and especially for you guys and crew, and I'll get some other crew on here too, but especially for crew, depending on how much it is. Say if you're a week sit down, that's fine. Say if you're a one night or two night or three night or whatever. But if you're a one and done, if you're on a bus and truck and you're a one and done, or you're just going into a venue for that day, like, you have to bring that set in. It's a day. It's like you have to bring that set in and build that set, put it up. And then you could be during the show and that set is being loaded out and you're trying to run the show, but you're trying to tell those people to load the set out. For sure. Doing all the things all at one time. Like there's all no, the things. Yeah, yeah, all of the things, right? <laughs> like telling the set to move to go, but then also telling the set to get out the door all at the same time, right. you know? Um, and, you know, somebody, a friend of mine said to me once, what, what do you enjoy the most? And I said, you know, I enjoy the fact that my words make beauty happen on stage. Oh, I like that. Say that again. I like that. I like my that. words make beauty happen on stage. It's a little bit of magic, a little it, bit of fairy dust in there. Just a little bit of, of magic. And, you know, I, I have a moment. I did Peter Pan um, once and uh, and all the when the Peter and Wendy and, and the brothers fly for the first time, all the the whole house just disappeared, all of separated. And it was my words that made that happen. And it was the most spectacular thing. And you just heard an audience go, <gasps> just gasp because it was just so breathtaking and the sky lit up and all the things. So, you know, it's those kinds of moments that make me go, this is why I get so freaked out. And so like stressed out about all the work that I do, you know, right. um, because it is magic. Like the things that happen because what, because of what I say, it makes magic happen. And it's, it just feels really special. So, you know, all the things that, I have to put up with and do. And sometimes it's really hard and sometimes it makes me sad and sometimes it makes me angry and all the things, but the fact still remains that it's still really um, special, the yeah. work that I do. So, um, but then to go back to the other stuff, like, so then, you know, when I do, when I did two, when I did the ship, um, that's a different thing. 
because you know people get injured because they're doing this a lot you know (laughs) i mean you know as well as anybody um but but so you have to know how to deal with those things you have to know how to deal with guests that are coming into your space you have to understand you know I, i was lucky enough when i was on board my ship i got to sleep in a passenger cabin right so I did not have, uh, so, and I didn't have any extra duties. So I, my sole responsibility was stage managing in the space, which was fantastic. Um, But, you know, when you have guests, artists that are coming into your space, you have to know how to facilitate what they're trying to accomplish too, right? So you have to adjust your space for a guest that's coming, or you have to, you know, manage those things too. so it, it, you know, ship is a different world just because it's, um, it, it's just a different environment to be yeah. in. Because probably what people don't know, and then you're in charge of, they don't bring their own people. So let's say, and you can tell me if I'm, I mean, you can correct me, but say for example, Tiffany's probably your standard week. You have two production shows, you have a welcome aboard. So she'll be responsible for like this welcome aboard, some of the stage staff, some of the crew, maybe a little guest artist, and maybe a little blurb from the review cast. Then the next night she might have a review show. Then the next night she might have never met this person. And it might be two brothers who juggle. They come on that day and she just has to figure it out. And then the next day might be a comedian. And then the next day might be another review show. And then an ending singer. And then one more farewell show. And some of these people you'd be working with for the first time. Well, that's right. And the fact is, is like, like, and it's never the same. Each week is something different. Yeah. Because each week is a new group of passengers. And so you just, and sometimes the passengers are, you know, it's a particular group of people. So they bring on a particular group of entertainers to perform right? right so exactly right so it's it's a welcome aboard it's you know this random singer or this random magician or whatever it was but it was always my role my job to make sure that my team my crew and all those people that worked from for the uh, in the stage area um not necessarily the performers but sometimes the performers too right all knew what their role was. And so I had to work with the the guest to say, what are your, what, what do you need from us? And I just had to figure it out Mm -hmm. on a ship that was moving on an ocean. Like (laughs) it wasn't like I could run to the local home Depot and get the thing. Right. Right. So I just had, it, it was a different kind of thing that, that I was doing in that instance. Um, But yeah, it, it was a it was fun. I learned something. It was never the same, except for the shows that were supposed to be the same every time. You know, right. I mean, sometimes they weren't even the same because no, they were not. No, you know, <laughs> right? Because somebody was doing something or whatever. Um, so yeah, so it was that that was an interesting kind of thing. Um, but then you know, I, I I did I did three years at Fiesta Texas in San Antonio, Texas, um, in theme park. Oh, that's right. Uh, I forgot you finally went down there. Yeah, I, I did. And I loved it there. Um, what show did you do down there? I, I did um, Country Music USA. And then then I did the Christmas show and I did the Halloween show. I was there for almost three and a half years. How did I forget that? I've just known you for so long. You're right. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Where was I? You, you were, I, maybe you were on a ship or something. I don't remember. No. Was I at Bush? What Maybe. year was that? 97? 97, 98 is when I started taking off on ships. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, you know, when I did that, uh, that's also another beast. Cause you know, you're doing five shows a day. Right. I did, I did country music USA and it was out outdoors. Um, and so, you know, I was constantly watching the weather, you know, that oh, everything. Yeah. Remember I was dance captain. I mean, I had the outdoor theater. Side note, Tiffany was so close. So when I worked at Opryland, which uh, Fiesta Texas was the sister park of Opryland. So um, Gaylord Entertainment staffed that. So 
Tiffany kind of knew people because she came down to visit me so often, like in the 93, 94, 95, when I worked there. So I love that transition that you're kind of already familiar with the Gaylord Entertainment. Which was amazing, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, when I did that stuff, it, it, again, you're doing five shows a day and you're hopefully it's not going to rain and hopefully the microphones are going to all work. And sometimes they're using, and I had a live band. Yeah, the band. So, so you know, th- there's another whole thing because, you know, country musicians are something else. I mean, right. I love them. Don't get me wrong. And but Sean Carter, I don't know if you remember Sean Carter. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I he was and he was there when you would come down and visit, but he was on and we were talking about theme parks because we started growing up in theme parks, which a lot of people don't have that experience anymore. They don't have the shows that they used to. So it's yeah. not really a thing anymore. Um, and they're smaller venue shows. They don't really produce the massive big ones now, but yeah. people don't realize what a different beast that is. Yeah. That was a beast yeah well and and again in theme park not only are you doing your shows but you know because you work in the entertainment department right you're also managing all the guests that come to to perform in your space right so you know like i'm had to manage an event where little richard came to perform stephen carter stephen carter stephen chapman stephen carter chapman stephen you know who i'm talking about i do anyhow whoever that is whatever his name is um but all these people would come and so like little richard he wouldn't perform in daylight so i had to it we're in texas it doesn't the sun doesn't go down to like nine because all of his makeup would run off too right (laughs) (laughs) it would just pour down his face yeah right so you know it's those kinds of things and you know and then on top of that in the middle of doing those things you're also managing your show over here where there the things are happening and you know lots of injuries were happening when i was doing theme park because it was outdoors and hot and lots of big dancing and right. all those kinds of things and those um, shows were hard they're hard. yeah they were yeah and i also did i also worked in the indoor theater at rockin at rockville high oh yeah 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 and i love that show it was the number one thing for america a for like show. a really long time um but, uh, you know, that was fun. And I had to deal with swings in that show. And because, you know, people performed a lot. Um, so, you know, it was just, it, it's it's just a different kind of thing, you know. Um, <clears throat> and you dealt with every kind of person, you know. And then you dealt with the groupies. Yeah. Like, you know, that sat in the front row and like. Oh, I know. I, I know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? I know. <laughs> So, you know, Absolutely. you just have to do it all. I think that is one of the best things that we never discussed that Sean and I didn't get into. Groupies at a theme park are real. Yes. They I are. had groupies. Yes. Now, not to say that you wanted those groupies, right. but and they might be on here. So I love you, but I think <laughs> we'll scary sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I'm like, you're looking, are you at my house? Are you outside? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. For sure. But then sometimes the groupies, they would give you like sweet little gifts or whatever. Oh, they, I mean, I had photo albums. I mean, half the stuff I got was from groupies. I mean, they were good to the earth people, maybe a little creepy, but yeah, they were good to the earth. Yes, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. So, you know, I, you know, and I met some of my great, fr- some great friends at in theme park, you know, yeah. um, but then, you know, then I started doing, you know, I, I moved to New York and started doing some things there. I did a lot of assistant stage managing in New York. Um, so that was me being backstage, kind of managing kind of the things happening backstage. Um, not really saying the goes, but, you know, right. those kinds of things. So, um, you know, that was a fun time in my life. Um, I also like you know as a lot of people do when they live in new york had another job and i sold um merchandise for lion king so that was cool i got to see lion king a lot um so that was cool that's just another thing that i did that wasn't that involved theater but just different a different in a different way um so a pathway that you knew that's what it's absolutely absolutely it was a way for me to get into a different area of life um so, yeah, so, you know, that, and then, then I came home, then I moved home. I moved back to Evansville, which is where I live. Um, and 
I started doing theater here. Um, my oldest son, who is just, re I just realized today is 28, terrifying. Um, I married into him. So I, he, but when he was in the sixth grade, he did a, his first summer musical. So in Evansville, we do a big summer musical program. Um, that and is huge. I mean, I always see it and it's huge. It's, it is, it's a big deal. It's high school, it's high school students from across the tri-state. Yeah. Um, and we do this thing and um, he, he was in the cast of Peter Pan um, and the designer at the time, she needed some help. And so she said, can you come help me do this show? And I was like, sure. So I joined that team um, and I've been doing that. I, I mean, we're getting ready to do, our, I'm, I'm getting ready to do my 15th summer musical. My mom, directed them for 22 years um look That's i see what I'm it saying. you've been in a legacy yes i i love and you know i, I got all here my mom. There's no, i love it hi baby um i got to work with my mom through that through those shows and that was exciting um but now now my very good friend robert hunt who you know yes, is robert cool. yeah um he um he now directs them and he's getting ready to direct his 11th summer musical um, so we've been Robert on here. Yeah, right. For sure. He'd be a lot of fun to talk to because he has a history. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So now I do that and I produce a, a show in the fall. Um, I lost my youngest son 10 years ago now. Um, he had a bad heart. So my older son said, I want to raise some money for my brother's foundation that we started. And so we produced a show. Um and we're getting ready to do our 12th one, our 11th one this fall. But, um, you know, so doing a stage production is very different than doing these other things, right? right. Because you rehearse and then you go and you do this thing and then it's over. Right. Um, and it's the, all the same for the most part. Um, you're going into the same kind of space. You're not moving around so much. Um, but, you know, so for the summer musical, I'm the co-producer as well as the production stage manager. So I have a team. Um, many hats, many hats. Yep, yeah, right. All the different, all the different things, all the different pathways of, of hats, right? It's um, fingers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're doing Mean Girls this summer. So uh -huh. we're super excited about that. Um, but, you know, that comes with, with stuff, right? So, you know, we're getting, we have auditions in April and we're planning for those and, and then we'll do rehearsals and we'll do them in, in this, in a space at my, where I, my, at my, where my office is. Um, and then we'll move down to the Broadway house in downtown Evansville to do the show. Um, but you know, all that takes coordination and effort and, you know, everybody's got to know where everything goes and who's doing what and when and where and how. So that's kind of what that is. And then the show that I do in the fall for the Jacob foundation, the Jacob fund, um, you know, I don't really, that that's a different kind of thing. Cause that's like for personal, right. I do that person for personal growth as well as for personal, like whatever. Um, so it's just that, that one, I just, just pick people that, want to do the show because they believe in the cause it's not so much about i want to be the star i just have people do it because they want to be a part of the cause um and again we rehearse and then we do the show in the same space and we do it during the week um we do it on a wednesday and a thursday and then that's that so it's just it's it's different doing shows in an in a place as opposed to these other ways where you're doing five shows a day or you're doing shows in a different space. You have a home. You have a home. You're right. You have a home base. Like you know what you're going what you're going into. There's not a whole lot of question about what you're getting into. Um but it's all all of the things are very exciting to be a part of. Um and don't you kind of like I'm 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 actually for the first time because I know it's not something I could be wrong, but I okay. know, but I know you. Okay. I usually ask, was there any point and time did you ever feel in like throwing in the towel like it was too hard or too much for this? But I feel like this was so buried deep inside you in a tradition that, and I know you, that I 
feel like it wasn't a struggle and it, it's a love. And so it's a labor of love. So, and you were always fortunate and good enough and kind enough and had enough contacts that I don't ever see you going, this is hard, I'm giving up because I don't, I think theater for you and your family just kind of lives here. You're absolutely right. You know, um, I don't know that you know this, but we lost my dad in September. I know that. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Yes. Um, Your dad was an amazing, I love Jack. I love him. He was an amazing soul, right? He's a great person. He always and so kind to me. He, um, he taught me to never stop. Mm-hmm. He taught me to never, to always ask the question. Mm-hmm. Um, and through my career, uh, while I was not living at home, he and my mom both. I mean, my mom is one of the most amazing women I've ever. And she's had. amazing as well. I, I mean, like, I, I hope to be that wonderful when I grow up. Um, <laughs> that's nice. Um, but they, through my career, they let me make some bad, some like, they let me do some things wrong. You know what I mean? They let me like not make the right choice sometimes, but they were always there to pick me up. And I think that's the reason that I was able to say, I I never have to say, what if I had done that? Right. And that goes into the second, like the other question I always, and I don't have to ask that question because the other question was, who was your biggest support system? And I'm always going to know it was Jack and Sue. A hundred percent. Hundred absolutely. Like they, like they are the, they're the reason that I do this work. Um, they may not be the 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 only reason. I mean, I I love the work that I do. Like I really love the, and I love the people that I get to meet, like you and so many others. Um, but I also love the the idea of it. You know what I mean? Like the well, the, and here's what I think. It's what you went back to say. You love creating that magic. You absolutely love creating that magic. You're right. And to watch it, to watch people experience that, you know, a lot of times stage managers say, well, nobody ever thanks us. I'm like, but that is thanks enough. To watch watch an audience have an experience that they might not otherwise have mm-hmm. is the thanks that I need. Yeah. That, they, that I've seen them experience something that they might not otherwise get to experience um, for various reasons, right? Um, I, I'm just so fortunate to be able to have that, to be able to have that role in people's lives. Um, you know, and right, and currently most of the things that I deal with, I do, I deal with kids. I deal with high school and middle school kids. Um, and, you know, to watch kids walk into a Broadway house that, and they've never been into a theater like that. Um, and to to watch them, to say to them, this is where you're going to perform. And they just go, whoa, in like a 1200 seat house. They're just like, what? How? how? And then they do it and they just can't even imagine that they would ever have that. It's just pretty special. Yeah. Um, you know, just in general, like the role that I have is a role of nurturing, a role of caring, a role of um, support oh, of I, all the different I, you things. You were supportive for me. I mean, <laughs> you you were there for me. You were there for me like 1000%. Well, that's very nice. And I'm glad I'm glad you felt that way because, you know, that that's the, uh, if I think about my role in most of the work that I do, it's about being a support to people. Like, yes, I have some, I do have some power in the role that I have, but my main goal is to be support for people that need it. Um, And so I feel like for the, I feel like I've done that. I feel like I've supported and I continue to do that. That, That's why I have, you know, so many people will say, well, you've got like 2000 kids. I was like, I do. Because every time a kid comes through my program, I just, you know, latch on to them and, you know, they, I just take hold of them and help them through the process and help them figure out what they need to do with their lives or how to help them 
figure out what they need to do next. And I feel like that's the stage manager in me in real life. Right. right? Um, but that's kind of what I do. So, yeah. And you do some things with some color guards now too, right? I do. So we have um, a winter guard program. So it's a, so I work for the Evansville Vanderbilt Corporation and I manage all the fine arts programs, band, orchestra, choir, theater. Remember, uh, she said at the beginning, she's quite organized. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I feel like, so this, this winter guard program um, is a program of kids that are in their marching band programs and the color guard um, and winter guard is color guard inside yeah. in the gym yeah. in the fall, in the winter. Um, and so I manage that we have two guard programs, um, winter programs, um, and I manage both of them and we travel a lot, almost every weekend, starting at the end of January. Yeah, we'll March. have to compare our schedules and see if we're at Zionsville together again. Yeah, for sure. Because I think I am going to be in Zionsville. Yeah. Um, I don't and if remember. not, if I don't have a competition, then I'll I'll make my way over there. So that'd be awesome. Um. So yeah. So you know, we just you know, it, and I love doing that stuff. Um. It's a different kind of thing, and I tell the kids because I don't throw things like you know they all throw on their rifles and their sabers and their flags and all these things. I don't throw anything. But I know just enough to be really dangerous to help them fix the, the way that they're tossing a rifle or the way that they're, you know, a saber, for those of you that don't know, is a sword. It's a thing. Yeah. It's a it looks like a sword, but it's we call it the saber. Um, and a rifle is not a real rifle. It's a like a white plastic thing that looks like a rifle. Um, but yeah, so I, that's what I do. And then, you know, I'm getting I just took 160 middle school students to Nashville for two days. I'm going to take 200 high school kids to Atlanta in February for three days. Um, so because these are the passing the love that you love onto them for sure, for sure. So, you know, that's just what I the do. I love the um, theater that you have, you're passing that love onto them for their theater appreciation. I mean, that's we're right. I mean. And it's, I mean, not, you know, these are the, the middle school kids, they're band and orchestra kids, or and but we always take them to some kind of a theater experience. Um, so, you know, it's a lot of fun, the work that I do. Um, I've been in that job for 15 years anyhow. So, um, yeah, I love that. I love what I do and I love to help kids find their, 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 their goals, their life, their, who they are as humans. And what would um, your final kind of words of wisdom be for like, not actors in general, cause we've had that, but for someone that's trying to kind of pursue what you're doing, stage management, production, something production value, because we get the standard, this is what we should do if we are a dancer. Don't give up. Um, yeah, right. Keep right. fighting. Yeah. Don't take all the no's. Go for the yeses. Have a thick yeah. skin. We have those, but right. this is a little different, different road. What would be your words of advice for someone that's going into your genre of work? Um, I think find your um niche um figure out how to be organized for yourself because no two stage managers do this work the same true um so you know i as i told uh, the story earlier about the friend of mine who's wants to be is becoming a stage manager um she has her way like her way is not my way i taught her how to do the work but she has found her own way. Right. So don't try and copy people. Find work. your own pathway. Right. Find, find, learn from someone what the work is, but then find your way, your pathway to, to do the work the way that is best suited for the way that you need to do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. Yeah. But, and the other thing is don't ever think that you can't. You know, because there were times that I would get discouraged and think this is just too much for me. But then somebody would say, but you're actually doing the work. So don't ever think that you can't just think about that. Oh, I can. I just have to think of a different way. You know, a, a very, very dear friend of mine said, I, I hate it when somebody says no, because there's not no is not a good answer. I don't particularly want to do it that way. 
so let's see what, what uh, another way to do it. As my friend Sarah said the other day during her interview, no is just a jumping off platform. For sure. Absolutely. That's very, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. Because no is a way to say, I don't like that, but let's try this. Right. You know? So, yeah. Ah. Uh. Well, I'm going to read this and I wrote this and I kind of end the show like this every time. Um, remember, pathways are like the path when the sun touches the water. You don't know where the leads or ends, but you never know until you walk that path. That's wonderful. I uh, love that. Thank you. Uh, it's just been a joy to have you. Uh, well, thanks so much for having me. It was been I just a real love you. I don't, I, it's, it's not often that I get to talk about the work that I do. So it's, it's really. And I, well, and I think that's the reason why I kind of started this podcast. Yes, we're going to have the dancers and the stuff, but the people that you don't see and hear from, like, sure. you know, like I wanted, like I asked you for, you know, Matt's number or whatever, because we don't get to hear from those people from the other aspect, like the unsung heroes that are backstage and doing the work to what we see for sure know? and yeah, i think sure. their story is just as important as the people that are performing if not more because they make us look better for sure for sure i think that's great i mean that it's all the puzzle right it's well, that's it, the thing it's, it's a giant it's puzzle. puzzle and if you have that piece missing then we can't do what we're doing. So sure. if you're not back there directing and doing something or sewing a button or someone's giving you a wig, that doesn't, you don't get to see that magic that you talked about doesn't go back out on stage if it's not what's happening behind. And those sure. people do not get recognized enough. And that's part of the reason why I want every genre on here. Yeah, of course, I'm going to have more performers, this, that, and others. But sure. You know, I've had some people already give the backstage crew the reason they got to be on Broadway and do stuff was the unsung heroes in the back that helped them out. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, that's that Matt Kilgore is a great one of those stories, right? Yeah, and he's got a great story. Yeah, because now he's working for Drew Barrymore and he's there. He's her tailor and, you know, but he's been on Broadway and he's done all the things and yeah. And, you know, he just got a great, great story. He's got a great story. That's why, you know, I, I want him on. And yeah. so that's why I try to get a hold of him. So uh, you stick with me. I'm going to go ahead and end this. But I would like to thank everyone for um, coming on today. Thank you for coming back to Pathways. And we'll have another episode next week, probably still filmed here. It's kind of like TV right now. I'm just filming them back to back. So <laughs> it won't be next week. I'm just filming a bunch in a row. But, um, you know, it's like when you do a TV talk show or game show, you just keep filming the entire week all in one day. It's kind of what we're doing right now since we're on the Christmas COVID. But yeah. we will be back with another episode. I'll just change shirts, you know, <laughs> like a costume change. And right. we'll just go from there. Um, but thank you. Like, share, subscribe. And thank you for coming back each week. And I appreciate it. Thank you.